All right, welcome back for another edition of The Final Mile, where we answer your questions. Um, keep sending us our way, sending them to us, send them our way through the website, email, YouTube comments, whatever works best for you. Um, please, to support this show and our channel, check out our sponsors in the description box or the show notes. And if you'd like to learn more about us and our training, check out the Freight Broker Basics course. Alrighty, our first question comes from Mohammed, who asks, does a dispatcher buy loads or sell loads? The answer is none of the above. Neither. <laughs> well, let's break it down real uh, yeah. real simple, though. Because, you know, people, I full, fully agree or believe that there's no dumb question um, on sure. this channel and this show. Because we have all levels of knowledge. Couldn't agree with you more. I think the so, only dumb questions are the ones you keep to yourself. Yep. So dispatcher, we're going to be referring to the independent dispatcher in this case, is someone who is primarily contracted by a motor carrier to go out there and find them ideal loads. Okay. They're not buying anything. They're not selling anything. They're just acting on behalf of the motor carrier to find loads. They could be soliciting loads from brokers, from a shipper directly, um, it doesn't make a difference, but in no way, shape, or form are they ever a part of the financial transaction. Um, they're not licensed as a uh, intermediary. They are they are simply working on behalf of a motor carrier or a, a, a group of motor carriers, depending on um, the situation. So they're not you buying. They're not selling. They're basically uh, coordinating the acquisition of a load for a carrier. Anything you want to add in on that one? It's pretty straightforward. It is. And and it's it's funny, as you were saying that it really struck me that like, and, I, and it's not something we don't know, we don't talk about, but like you really are never handling the money as a dispatcher. You don't have a license, right? You shouldn't be doing anything with the funds of things. You're negotiating on behalf of a trucking company, but you aren't, money's no change, never changing hands through a dispatcher. It is always changing hands through a freight broker, right? And I think that's the Big, big difference. On if, why you're one's a, regulated, if, if you are licensed. a dispatcher that is doing that, um, you're illegally brokering and you need For to get sure. licensed to do so. Yep. So, all right, good question. Next up is Julius. Reminds me of Orange Julius. Isn't that like a fast food something, right? Used to be in every mall in the 80s and 90s. I don't even know if they're still around, but <laughs> who knows? All right, well, Orange Julius or just Julius asks, what's a good opening statement to give shippers? In some cases, they say they don't use brokers. Um, it's kind of, there's two things here. So first, uh, we'll talk about opening statement. Um, I, I guess I would also say defer to our our podcast from this past Friday, where we talk about questions to ask, but you've got to have your opening statement first. It's going to be a little bit different for everybody. And I think you'll find your own voice and what works best. Um, some people will go with their name and the full name of their logistics company. Some people will just go with their name. They don't want to reveal that they work for a brokerage. Um, I would say it's got to be something that will pique their attention. Um, it could be something along the lines of, hey, I've got trucks that deliver um, in this area quite regularly and looking for some backhauls, right? It could be um, we share a mutual customer. It could be uh, you could go like the... Uh, this um, mysterious approach that some people go by, which 
sometimes it's effective. They, they don't really say anything. They're just like, hey, it's neat. How's it going? And they're like, good. Cool. Like, you know, they're kind of like trying to pique their interest. Um, what's yep. your what's your take on? Do you get right to the point? You tell them you've got trucks in the area. What do you think, Ben? I am. I find my prospects specifically with what I'm going to open with, to be honest. Like, that's how I group my prospects. I bucket them. So some resources, right? I was looking them up as you were answering that, right? Use the search bar on our website, freight360.net. Just type in cold call opening. I did a video on just openings um, in June. It's on YouTube, how to successfully start a cold call. We did a whole episode on episode 162. We role played one on episode 49. And there's a bunch of other content on that as well. But like I bucket mine with this in mind because I know this is the harder thing to get somebody interested to talking to me. So like I will look at all of the places we are delivering for other customers, either on the asset side or the brokerage side. That's where I'm prospecting because I know we are actually delivering there and I can speak to the details. That's the important part, right? Like me just saying, hey, I got trucks in your area. It doesn't mean shit. But if I can go, hey, yeah, we've been delivering to Georgia. Actually, we've been delivering to Calhoun pretty often in the past few months. In fact, we had four trucks down there recently. We're shipping some glycerin down there. I know we've got some other hazmat stuff down there. I was reaching out because if you've got anything heading back up north or back up to Ohio, I think we can be able to possibly discuss some backhaul rates. If there's a fit, I don't know if there's a fit. That's my opening. So like my openings come from how I'm choosing my targets typically so that I have that and I can use the same one with all of them all day. Yeah. I, so I also do a, um, like icebreaker kind of statement or question typically. And it usually is dependent. It's usually relevant to something that's like happening right now. Um, so like, let's say I'm in Buffalo and it's wintertime and we just had seven feet of snow like we did last November, right? Probably going to make some kind of like yeah. sarcastic joking comment that makes fun of my city for having seven feet of snow, right? Or um, the Bills, let's say, for example, that they were five and five on the year, which I don't know how that would ever happen through 10 weeks, but I'd probably make some embarrassing joke about how the Bills suck and should fire everybody. Um, if yep. the person I'm calling is... In the Buffalo area, it's probably more likely that I would do that. But, you know, icebreaker can be also something like, hey, how's the week going for you so far? Right. You haven't even talked about being a freight broker or logistics provider, right? Hey, you know, how's your Monday going? How's the weekend? I use all of those. In fact, I've used every one you said, I think, at least a handful of times today, right? I'm like, how's your week going? Halfway through, like, sounds super cheesy, but guess what everybody does is they go, oh, yeah, Yeah. can't wait till Friday. Or they they play right into it. And now we've got a conversation going, yeah, man, almost there. Been a rough one, but hey, it could be worse, right? And then they say something corny and now you've got a conversation happening. And I usually like a a good... I mean, again, everyone's different, but I'm a big fan of then just slowly, just kind of naturally going around to like, hey, um, reason I'm calling, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have that icebreaker, the pressure's down, get right into it. The reality is you you have to understand that, and we're going to get to her objection in a second here, or his, I'm not sure, Orange Julius. Um, But the reality is you're going to get a lot of no's, a lot of objections. They're going to smell it on you pretty quickly. A lot of cases, they'll know that you're a broker calling, soliciting loads out of them. Um, so don't take anything personal, get right to it, right? There's no point in trying to waste 20 minutes dodging around the fact that you're a freight broker trying to get, uh, loads yes. out of them or trying to, you know, prospect them, get right Here's, to it. And if you get, you know, the objection, handle it, move on to the next one. For so. sure. 
here's one that I use if I'm just calling company numbers and I don't have a person because I can't find them in no place and I've got to call a company number to start prospecting. I play like the dopey, innocent, slow kid that just needs help. And like my demeanor and my tone is like, hey, um, honestly, I was just hoping you might be able to help me out with something. And I just hold that pause because they will inevitably say what? Right? They sure, always, yeah, 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 what can I help you with? Hey, I'm having a heck of a time trying to find the person that might be responsible. And then I ask, the more specific you ask it, the better. If you just say shipping, they pretty much know you're calling to prospect that department. But if I go, hey, I'm trying to find what might be responsible for your outbound full truckload, maybe the stuff that's going to the Northeast. I don't know if that helps. Anyway, you could help point me in the right direction. And if you sound like genuinely kind of like open and you just need help, most people will point you in the right direction. Oh, you need to talk to Sally or hey, Jimmy's there, but he's not in. Try him next Tuesday. That approach has helped me probably more than any of the other ones. And that's an effective one too. If you have a, if you have a name of an old contact from like years ago, like, you know, I, again, you kind of go with like the dumb, like the clueless approach, like, I used to work with Mike over in the traffic department, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't work there anymore. And I'm just trying to get a hold of, do you know who his replacement is or who's running that department now? Right. That's simple. <laughs> right. Hold on. Uh, real quick. I had a scenario where I was reaching out to a company, same thing, couldn't find it out. And the person emailed me and, and said, um, um, yeah, they're not there anymore. Right. And I found the person's number and I called them and the guy wasn't there, but he was so willing to help me. He told me everybody I needed to talk to and what I needed to do. Cause he'd retired. And then when I called back, they didn't answer. So I name dropped him in my emails and went, Hey, I was talking to Mike. I know he retired. And I flattered the person. I was like, he had great things to say about you, Kelly. He said, you were the person I need to reach out to. You got a second we can connect this week. Every person I sent that email to responded and gave me all the information I needed, right? Having that little bit helps so much in most of these scenarios. Yep. The second part of the question was uh, saying they don't use brokers. Common objection, probably not totally true. Might be currently um, defer to, oh, my neighbor's mowing his lawn. Uh, Defer to some of our other content on objections because this one is pretty common. So. Next up, Carlos, what are some cold calling tips to expand and become successful in the industry? So um, we'll give you some basic tips here. We just had a really awesome podcast last Friday that came out about questions to ask. And we've done a lot of really good um, different content on this, like Ben, you just mentioned. But some tips, I will tell you this. Numbers game, right? I can just about guarantee you that if you do this long enough, you will get better at it. Right. And if you put in the volume of calls, you will inevitably, at a minimum, get on somebody's load list and be able to start seeing what it's like coming from a traffic department to their carriers and brokers. Here's our loads for today or for this week. You'll get a feel for how quoting works. All right. What, so beyond that, you have to be able to get good at it. So um, our producer, Stephen, found some funny TikTok videos recently of people that were recording themselves cold calling and they were getting like praise in the comments for how good it was. And we listened to them and they were like really bad, but it goes to show that when there's a pool of people that are, you know, subpar at this, if you can just get like a little bit better than the average, you've already got a leg up. People want to do business 
with those that they know, they like, and they trust. So become likable. Don't be abrasive. Don't be the person that when they hear an objection, call somebody out on their BS like, oh, you don't use brokers? Huh, yeah, okay. I don't right. believe that for a minute. Well, they're definitely never going to do business with you if you, you treat them like an a-hole. But yeah. just be likable, right? Be genuine. You're going to have objections. You're going to have people that, you know, it's just not going to work on that call. Let it slide off your back. But put the numbers in. You'll get better at it. Find your own voice. And yeah, that's it. For sure. I, I think the biggest tip is do a lot of it. Just like everything else you've ever gotten good at in your entire life. No matter what it was, you started, you weren't that good at it. And the more you practiced, the better you got at it, right? This is exactly. no different, right? Yep. The only reason people get better at it is they've done it thousands of times and they find their voice. They find where the, it's a feel for the conversation, right? Where somebody's pushing, where you don't push and it's more of a dance, right? So one, there's tons of content. Again, search cold calling on our website, freight360.net for lots of videos and full length podcasts on tips, questions, and things you can ask and tips yep. for that. Next up, Carlos. No, that was Carlos. Next up is Russ. Uh, not to be confused with Russell Wilson, who embarrassed the bills, but Russ from our, uh, <laughs> this came from our, I don't remember where it came from. Is it worth it to get SmartWay certified? If you don't know what that is, it's like the little green leaf logo that some people have on their website or in their email signature. Um, it's, it's an EPA initiative, I believe. It basically uh, makes you conscious of the uh, environment. It's available for brokers and for carriers. I'll tell you this, Ben, in uh, a dozen years in this industry, I've never had a um, deal go one way or the other because of smart way. Like, I've never like yes. closed or lost anything because of smart way it is definitely a question on certain like uh like questionnaires for bigger like definitely government work will have like are you ct pat for carriers and they're actually rolling out for brokers now it'll say are you smart way stuff like that um i, I mean i don't even know what it costs or what it takes to get it but it doesn't hurt um i don't know that it's really that much of a game changer though either do you have a, a personal take on it no, mine is the same. Mine is the whole, this whole industry is relationship driven. It's person to person, even in the big organizations, all the way to the small ones, right? Rarely have I, rarely, never have I seen, to your point, a deal go one way or the other because of a certification that anyone has or doesn't have. Ever. Yep, exactly. Um, next up, Rajit. I would like to talk with you regarding the shipper broker setup and the broker carrier setup. I mean to say how to check insurance and the insurance value. Before that we get into this, we're going to do a whole episode. We're going to do a whole episode with Cameron in two weeks because I did his oh, show yeah, 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 earlier right. this week on what and how to verify and what insurance coverages and which don't. But give them a high level view on how you check insurance and yeah, um, what you do with the values. Okay. So shipper, broker, broker, carrier. So basically, we'll, we'll answer this from the perspective of a broker. Um, if I'm setting up with a customer, shipper, broker agreement or contract may be used, not always. But if they have any kind of requirement for insurance, you're typically going to have to provide a, a certificate of insurance with that shipper listed as a... Um, additional insured or certificate holder, various things like that. Uh, broker carrier setup, 
we definitely want to have a contract in place between us and the motor carrier that states all of our terms and conditions and also you know, our, our payment terms, requirements to get paid, things like that. Um, and you absolutely want to verify their insurance to make sure they've got the proper cargo insurance. They've got the proper general liability. They've got uh, whatever it is that you need or your customer requires you to have for a motor carrier. Check all that stuff and you should be listed as a certificate holder uh, on those certificates of insurance yourself. Uh, how do you, so how are you checking insurance? Um, there are multiple ways. So personally, um, I'm a, I'm a user of highway and highway mm-hmm. connect has an insurance, uh, a tool to pull insurance. Safer watch also does. There's uh, various tools out there that can pull insurance. If you're not, I'm not paying for one. You could ask to have the insurance agent send over a copy of that carrier's uh, insurance certificate with you listed as the cert holder on it. But that's how I would go about it. Big picture. You got anything to add? Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of the onboarding software has the insurance details that are uploaded by the carriers that you can view. Like my carrier package as well has that. But old school way is literally have them send you their deck page. And we used to, as a policy, still reach out to the company and the point of contact on the declaration page. Yeah, if you're not getting it from the agent, if it's coming from the carrier, you have to verify through the agent. For sure. Make sure it's not been tampered with. Carrier might send it to you. You want to send a quick email or better a phone call, right? Directly, if you got not a lot of time on your hand to verify that that coverage is still in force, right? And is in place and that it is as stated. And to Nate's point, you want to request that you are named on that page for you to upload for that. Exactly. Uh, Lastly, Sean. Becoming an agent or broker, I'm looking to get into this side of the industry, knowing it's not going to be an overnight process. I've tried to look into some courses that don't explain things well or realistically. I'm willing to listen to any info I could gain from reaching out. Well, Sean, you came to the right place. The uh, short answer is take our course, right? The Freight Broker Basics course. Uh, But I want to talk about this for a second because there are various ways to learn our industry. and the course, the course route being um, one option, there's a lot of education and courses out there. And the reason that we created ours in conjunction with DAT is because there was such a level of misinformation and old information and just bad information when it comes to brokerage historically. So if you have, you know, a lot of people learn brokerage by working at a brokerage. And that's a great way to learn it. Um, If your goal is to start your own brokerage and not have to go work for somebody else, you've got to gain that knowledge somehow. And there's going to be some sort of education or coaching or more ideally a mixture of both uh, in there. Um, The, a lot of courses that are out there are just like informational on the industry. Like, yeah, like here's how you set it up. Here's how it works. No, a lot of them don't often actually give you the tools and the techniques that you would need on the sales side, both customer and carrier sales, to effectively establish yourself a book of business with customers and also establish a book of carriers as well to work with. And that's one of the reasons that our course is is quite a bit longer than a lot of the other ones that are out there is because we take the sales side of it and we have like 
15 lessons or something just on customer sales, broken up into like two different modules. And then we have an entire section on uh, carriers, understanding the different types, what's important to them, how bids work, right? Um, you don't get that in a lot of the other the, a lot of the other courses that are out there. So that basic level of knowledge is really important. And beyond that, mentorship, um, having some sort of third party to give you feedback, whether it's a friend or someone within your company or, uh, you know, us or somebody else, right? Somebody just external to, to kind of keep you in check, make sure you're aware of where your blinders are, where you can improve and all of that stuff. Um, now, the question is agent or broker. It depends. And again, I'll defer to a lot of other content that breaks down the two, but there's a lot of benefits to being an agent where you're not as liable as you would be if you're the one that owns the brokerage. The flip side of that is agents don't retain 100% of their profits. They're on a commission splitting um, situation with the brokerage that they're contracted under. Um, If you're experienced and you're an agent or you want to be an agent, hit me up. We've got an agent program at my company, Pierce Worldwide Logistics, that I work for and um, had a lot of folks that have been extremely successful that either own their own brokerage or were W-2s before or just an agent somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to own your own thing and grow your own uh, entire company, you probably want to get your own authority and start your own brokerage. So that's my take on it. Ben, do you have anything else on the educational side and all the, the, the minutia of the courses available out there? I mean, you pretty much covered most of it. I mean, when Nate and I started doing this, it was mostly because what we found were exactly what he pointed out. Lots of misinformation, um, emissions, not enough, not up to date, lots of misunderstandings. And that was where the podcast came from. And then the course was the same thing. Nate and I went and purchased pretty much everyone we could find before we wrote ours, audited them, took them, found what they had and found what they didn't, and then created one that we felt answered exactly what you're asking for, Sean. Clarity, accurate information, and the education around how to do the job, not just build the company, right? Like, and Nate yeah. articulated everything that's in there and why we spent so much time doing that because we felt if we are going to put our name, our company name on something that says, hey, we're going to teach you how to do this, right? Or be successful at it. Telling somebody how to set up their business is nowhere near enough to fulfill that expectation or that promise. Yeah. So what's funny, you talk about how we we checked out some competitors courses to see what they're, where they were lacking. Man, there were some out there that were so old. They had the bond listed at $10,000. ELDs didn't exist yet. And one of the courses, um, th- these are people that put out content that they don't work in the industry anymore. They don't do it day to day. They didn't know what the 2019 freight recession was like. They don't know what it's like post pandemic. What's go like? What's going on right now, right? And that's why what's awesome is the course gives our course gives a foundation and fundamentals and a lot of really good starter stuff. That's why it's called our basics course, and a lot more advanced stuff is done through coaching. But then we have all this ancillary free educational stuff through podcasting, and it's all relevant. We we talk about news every week and how the market is right now, which is really great for an ongoing person. They've got. You know, they're getting groomed and educated and informed on all different angles. They have their base level of knowledge, maybe a coach along the way. And then they're tuning in every single week, Fridays and Tuesdays, when we drop our show and talk through other people's questions and also relevant content. And they're constantly learning. And that's a great way to do it. The course or learning through a on-the-job training is only step one. You've got to continuously learn and develop long-term after that. 
I want to point that out too, because I get this question a lot when people call us too about our course. And it is not designed so that you can take it. And then all of a sudden you're going to retain everything you learned in this 30 hour course, right? As if like all of it's going to stick. It's meant to be used more like a textbook throughout your first year, right? Because you're not going to be doing everything you learn in this course right when you start. Like you're just going to be prospecting. You won't you'll talk to some carriers, but you won't really be quoting yet. Then you'll have to learn quoting. Well, once you've learned quoting, then maybe you move a load. Once you move the load, now you got to learn some more or review your dispatching procedures and your carrier vetting procedures, right? It doesn't all happen. Everything you need to learn in our course doesn't all start week one. It kind of gets played out throughout the first few months and even year of your journey. So the reason for that is you should not only just be going through our course and taking notes, but going back and reviewing these things every few weeks. Yeah as you're doing new things for you that you might have learned when you took the course, but you want to keep refreshing that because again, nobody retains everything they've read the first time they read it, right? You've got to do it, go back and review it, do it some more until you become, which is the goal, good at doing this, right? Like if the goal is to be successful in business, it's not just learning it and trying it. It's learning it, trying it, making mistakes, going back and reviewing to see what you did wrong and improving with every one of these mistakes that you make. That's how we yeah. all learn. Agreed. Agreed. Um, well, to wrap up here, if you are Twitter handle freight broker guy and um, you had a funny tweet about my sign off on the uh, main podcast recently where I said, just don't lose bills. And then they proceeded to lose to the Broncos. Let us know who you are, man. We want to know who you are. You're this mystery, mystery human dragon, USMC Wharton, cold calling MF or love my carriers and tolerate my shippers full truck load or get the F out. Hashtag freight X. Give us a shout out, man. Want to, uh, want to figure out who you are and, uh, talk to you. We appreciate your comedy and your humor and your appreciation for our show. Uh, Ben, any final thoughts here? Whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. And until next time, I'll try to be enthusiastic. Go Bills!